Hello and welcome to Duke's Handbook, where I give general life advice on anything that anybody has. The Reddit episodes are Mondays at 0530 in the morning, Mountain Time. Anytime somebody emails in or have multiples like that, those episodes are released Tuesday through Friday at 530 in the morning. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to Duke's Handbook, where I give advice on random stuff I pull from Reddit. I'm looking for things that are a little bit longer, have more information into it. So this first one is called, I paid my share for B&B, Airbnb, I'm assuming, for a vacation that I did not attend, and now my group is asking for more. And honestly, just off the title, I would tell you to tell that group to get fucked. But I guess that's not what we do these days. So... Let's just dive into this one. It says to keep things from becoming uh, convoluted, convoluted. Wow, I'm an idiot. Convoluted. I had a vacation trip that was planned a few months in advance that I had to pull out of last minute due to a family emergency. I let the group keep my payments for the planned activities and B&B as a kind gesture, which is very nice of you. I, I don't know if I would do that, but I probably would too. Apparently, another friend pulled out of the trip last minute due to testing positive for COVID, but did not pay for the activities or B&B in advance, and I'm now being asked if I would be open to sending more to cover that person not showing up. Absolutely not. Not your problem. I feel like I have no obligation to pay for that person and provided accountability for my portion of a trip that I did not attend. But I could absolutely be wrong in exhibiting entitlement. You're not entitled, dude. You paid for your portion and you didn't pull your portion back out like, and, and didn't ask for a repayment of that. Them asking you, first two paragraphs, them asking you for more money to cover that person is bullshit. Anybody else that's going should be paying for extra, right? <clears throat> I'm looking for uh, some advice slash opinions on how I should approach this matter. Uh, so this was a shorter one, but the edit is actually a lot longer too. So I'm going to get into the edit here. Uh, edit, thank you everybody for your so much for your replies. I wanted to trust my initial gut feelings about this situation, but still had some reservations given the circumstances. To clarify and update on some things. They are not asking me to front the entire cost of the additional friend who did not attend as well. Rather, they are asking me to pinch in, pitch in more uh, to split the cost for the missing share. As I've understood and found out, the additional friend that did not attend is unaware of my other friend's intentions to split the missing portion. I asked that the missing friend was contacted to cover their cost, and their reply was no, uh, which is dumb on their part. Definitely hit that person up and be like, bro, come on. And that they uh, want to, quote, 
pay for the other friend because they tested positive for COVID the day of the trip, uh, end quote, which just leaves me more confused considering that I pulled out as well and still paid my portion in full for a trip that I did not attend. I see many of you suggesting to find new friends slash cut them off. Uh, it's a bit of a rough and uncomfortable situation for me as my as many of my as many friends in the group are childhood friends. But this whole debacle really left a sour taste in my mouth. This is an issue that I have had to work and reflect on personally, but I truly appreciate all the advice. I stood my ground and told them no and left it at that. I'm grateful that I'm financially comfortable enough to eat my cost of, uh, for the trip and will do anything to help my friends, but this situation just feels so off to me. As it should, I wouldn't cover somebody else's uh, expenses for a trip that was pre-planned and you called out in advance or whatever and covered your portion of it. And then this person that tests positive for COVID like isn't covering their portion. Like everybody made, from my understanding, everybody made the plan for the trip. Everybody was like, this is how much we're going to throw in, blah, 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 blah. It's probably expensive. You've got a bunch of people going. You called out for a family emergency and still covered yours. And the guy with COVID isn't covering his. So honestly maybe he didn't even test positive for covid he could be lying about that just to get out of the trip because maybe he's in a like some financial thing or whatever but to ask you to help cover for that that's bullshit no i think anybody else that's there on the trip should cover for the missing bit you covered your piece which i mean that's more than enough and so anybody there should just cover the rest um, so maybe take, I'm not saying cut these people off, but it is a little bit fishy. And I think that that would probably be your best. This one's titled my best friend left me, uh, uh, because I don't want to be with them, which I'm automatically going to go. What a dick. Uh, I 20 female met my best friend, 24 male at the beginning of 2021. So Good distance. When I was 18, he was 22. We met on an online game and he lives across the country. We slowly became friends and then abruptly stopped talking in June of 2021. After about a period of three months or so, we reconnected and slowly became closer than ever, talking and playing games every day, which is great. It's always good to meet somebody like that. I was... Huh? I was never... I was ever only into being, oh, okay. I was only ever into being his best friend, and I made that clear to him uh, numerous times. Still, he would make sexual comments to me about my body or things he would do to me constantly. Weird. Even though uh, it made me uncomfortable, he would also call me pet names, which I would frequently say I don't want to be called. Uh, sometimes I felt like he did not did that to make himself believe we were dating recently i started dating an ex-co-worker which meant i limited time spent with my friend as to spend time with my boyfriend uh, but made a point to give plenty of time to my friend 
which my best friend reacted fine to. Apart from saying he hopes he can get, 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 <laughs> he can get the same chance one day. He had uh, fights. We had fights before when I've talked to other people and he'd get mad and blow up on me. Then apologize and swear to never do it again. Well, he's doing it repeatedly. So that's a problem, obviously. The other day, however, was different. I started out with it started out with him making a joking comment towards me that involved something I did not want to be called, which I asked him to not say, probably kitten or babe or something like that. He uh, proceeded to blow up and call me names, including dumb, sensitive, and a crybaby bitch. That made me furious that he would uh, speak to me that way, and we argued for a while. I mean, like, understandably so. During this, he told me that it doesn't matter how he speaks to me because he's just a friend uh, to me and how it would be nice to be treated the way he actually wanted, which I'm assuming the way he actually wants to be treated is uh, as your boyfriend. I told him I cannot do that. We are just friends and he knows that. Plus, I'm with my boyfriend. He told me he doesn't want... It doesn't need any more friends. He ended up saying, fuck you. <coughs> At the end of the argument. So I left him on red and haven't spoken to him since. My boyfriend says he's proud of me for reaching out and that friends wouldn't treat each other that way. I'm hurt and I feel like he was only friends with me to get into my pants. And when he realized uh, I didn't want that, He couldn't handle it. What do I do? Am I in the wrong? No, you're not in the wrong. Um, And it's a little hard to get into somebody's pants from like miles away. I would say he, he definitely wanted something more. And in that three month span of time, he probably had a girlfriend or whatever, like got a girlfriend. I don't know, whatever. And that's why you guys didn't talk because usually that's how that works. In the way he reacted to you by telling you to get to, to quote get fucked as you will, um, I I think that's a little much. You would you would think a friend would respect your boundaries and your boundaries are set and you've already set your boundaries. You've got your boyfriend. You told this person you've got a boyfriend, and they're not respecting that boundary. That's definitely good reason to cut them off. Just go ahead and leave them on red on that fuck you. You're going to get a text back from that person that they're going to be all apologetic and everything. I'm sorry I acted that way, blah, 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 this and that. Fuck that. Fuck this person. It's a gaming friend. Become an acquaintance at most. Like, that's what you need. Not everybody that comes into your life is meant to be a friend, a partner or anything like that like everybody is an acquaintance until a friendship actually buds so especially long distance like that i would say i don't know fuck that guy like for real fuck that guy for being such an insensitive cunt and you know what he can go and do whatever the fuck he wants in his life it doesn't bother you it doesn't affect your life leave it at that just fucking be done with it. Dude's a piece of shit. Or, well, not a piece of shit, but he's 
Definitely an asshole, for sure. This one is called, She Turns Every Disagreement Into a Screaming Fight and I Can't Handle It Anymore. We are both 19. Um, both female, I'm assuming, because it just says we are both 19F. Uh, we've been friends for two years now. She has a kind heart, but she is a bit spoiled by her parents, which makes her very headstrong and imposing to others. Every time we disagree about something, she goes mad extremely fast. Her emotions are 100% every time. Not 50, not 30. That's got to be rough. It's like you're upset, you're 100% upset. Like, miss me. She starts shouting and speaking very loudly, like she thinks shouting will make her opinion mine as well. That's not good. She has said things like, are you dumb? Does your brain work? You are nonsense. And many other that many others that really hurt. There are only there were two times that I fought back. Usually I just remain calm because there there's no point. Obviously not. Nobody likes to argue. Uh, these two times I literally got it got out of I literally got out of hand. I started screaming at her and crying, saying that she treats me like treats me awful. And that I can't handle any more shouting. I was shaking. The last time was a public, and I f was in public, and I felt so embarrassed after. I couldn't handle it though. She was screaming at me as well. Uh, I I just don't know what to do. I want to talk to her about this every time. Uh, someone tells her that she is doing something wrong and she gets very defensive and starts shouting. Is there any solution to just then just stop talking to her? There is, but it definitely takes the both. I mean, like you're doing the right thing. You don't want to, you don't want to have these arguments, but it also takes a lot of growing up, um, which I think she needs to do. Reading this with the are you dumb, does your brain work, you are nonsense stuff that I've read out out of this. Anyway, that's uh, called mental and verbal abuse. And you need to like not be in that situation. I, can, I know what it's like to be in a relationship where you're being like mentally and verbally abused. But you don't really see it because you're in it. And I'm telling you from the outside looking in, that's exactly what's happening here. There's definitely mental and verbal abuse happening. Um, not wanting to like scream and fight anytime you guys have a disagreement. That makes sense. Normal people don't want to do that. I I think the best thing to do is to like sit down and have a conversation with her. Um, but both, like I said, both of you being young, and I feel like it's just gonna throw her into that fit of screaming and everything like that. Maybe tell her the way she's treating you is it's not fair for one. Um, and then for two, it's pushing you away. I mean, like, let's be real here. You're, you're, you've got to be thinking about leaving, especially since this shit happens in public and it happens frequently and everything like that. I mean, if I was you, I would just leave it. Um, you don't have to stop talking to her, but it, it may, 
maybe the relationship doesn't work and not every relationship is meant to work. It's like that saying goes is like, not everybody is meant to be in your life forever, but it's not okay to grieve as, as though they were supposed to. Um, definitely maybe cut the relationship off, but stay friends. But I mean, like if that stuff, that mental abuse and emotional abuse still happens, even in your friendship, then it's time to stop talking to her. Um, could be just off the fact that that's just not okay. And I hope everything works out. I hope maybe you guys figure something out, but being so young and her being so spoiled and like, it's just her way you're going to run into a, a ton of problems. And I'm, I honestly hope that you kind of get out of that because it probably needs to be done. This one's called dad barely contacted me over the past four years. Not sure how to confront. I'm going to tell you right now, usually doesn't end pretty. This will probably end up being longer than I think. And I will do, uh, it will, so I will do my best to keep it short. I'll start with a quick backstory, then to the current situation. And I'm going to tell you right now, it is very long. At least like if it was on Microsoft Word, maybe two pages. As the title says, my biological dad, I also have a stepdad, has withdrawn from engaging with me over the past four years. So I only knew he existed around the time I turned 10 years old. I, female 30 now, until my mom and stepdad broke up, and I was told that my stepdad wasn't my real dad, and was introduced to my biological father, because my mom needed child support, my biological father, bio dad, never wanted kids. So what my mom got when my mom got pregnant, uh, when they were 18, he told her to abort. Uh, she said no, and he kicked her in the stomach. Oh, Jesus. And she cut him out of her life. Thank God, mom. Good job. Get the hell out of there. After meeting him at 10 years old, we had an awkward relationship. We never talked much, but I was sent to stay with him once a month or so for weekend sleepovers, which usually included me hanging out alone while he went to work or bringing me to his AA meetings. Makes sense. He bought me nice gifts and stuff and did try to connect with me from time to time. When I was 18 and night or 19, he moved uh, from my city, Vancouver, BC, uh, to Alberta without telling me, which was a bit of a shock to me. He did, however, help pay for a portion of my culinary school and continued to give me nice gifts every so often, which was not something I was used to. That's him trying to like win you over for being a piece of shit for so long. Even got my name tattooed on his forearm in giant letters during his tattoo phase. He also came to visit once a year and I went out of out there a couple of times. He also did contact me here and here and there to check in. We don't have a ton in common. He's extremely conservative, loves Trump, makes inappropriate racial or gay jokes. I'm not liberal, but I'm somewhere in the middle and don't enjoy these topics or jokes. And 
it was still awkward having conversation, but at least we were both trying. And at least that's how I saw it at the time. Which is nice. At least he's trying. Uh, my biological father didn't at all. And that might be a story for another time. This is this is probably all along the same thing. This all changed about four years ago. He started to contact me less and less around 2018. The last time I saw him was 2019 before COVID. After that, it was difficult to get a flight for obvious reasons. Uh, but in the last visit, something already felt off. He had started smoking, which shocked me uh, as he had not done so in the years in years, but it was his new girlfriend who got him back into it. Uh-oh. She was also kind of babying him, which I found odd. I tried to I tried not to connect his I tried not to connect his disconnect to her, uh, but it has been difficult not to. After that visit he very rarely messaged me. He used to always say happy birthday to me, uh, but the past two years he has not. This particular past year was quite hurtful, however, as it was my 30th birthday. Happy birthday! And not only did he never wish me a happy birthday, but the exact weekend he flew my younger eight-year-old boy cousin out to his place to spend the weekend and do fun things. That very weekend... What a dick. Uh, this upset me pretty bad, and I felt super depressed for a few days. Then I started to look back at our me our messages over the past two years. I got a new phone uh, in the time, so I could look back further. And it turns out I have been the one to initiate 99% of our messages. Garbage. Absolute garbage. I would send check-ins, wish happy holidays, happy birthday, etc. Each time I would only receive one or two single sentences back with no effort to continue the conversation. Sounds like my freaking father. Biological father. Um, just some people suck. Sometimes he would not respond at all. The last message, message he initi initiated to me was sometime before 2021 because I couldn't, I can't find anything after that date. Other than that, it's just been me and a wall. I had, I had even messaged him on different occasions about tough situations in my life, such as losing my job to COVID, my friend passing, being in the hospital for a month due to mental illness, in the pandemic, and starting a new career with little in response and no check-ins. I've tried to I've tried to I've tried pressing him on it asking why I haven't heard from him in a while and he just sends sorry I've been busy with work and that's about it. Given his visit with my cousin and his continuous posts about hating the prime minister that is difficult to believe. You know, it really just kind of sounds like 
God, it really sounds like my biological father. I'm I'm sorry, but I'll get into it in a minute. Uh, that brings us to now. At this point, I am obviously hurt and in a lot of emotional pain. I am speaking with a therapist, but I am still struggling on how to proceed with the situation. Let it go. Just let it go. I'm sure you've become a nice person without this person in your life. Just let it go. And it's a lot harder to do that. But once you do it, it's a lot better. He sent me one message this Christmas Eve that said nothing more than Merry Christmas, which I suspect was because he knew I would be visiting my aunt and, and grandpa. Then about two days ago, I received this message, and I'm quoting this. Hey, Kay, I'm flying in Thursday morning for a few days. Would love to see you while I'm there. Moments later, I received a text from my aunt asking if I could go for dinner with them. My aunt's family, my grandpa, and my bio dad. Again, I suspect he only messaged me to look good to his family, as this was very left field given his actions over the past couple of years. I would like to point out that I have a good relationship with my aunt and my grandpa, but they have no idea that this has been that he has been this way to me and I only see them on the holidays and I it never feels appropriate to bring it up. Of course I wouldn't. Bring it up a shithole dad. It never feels appropriate. I've spoken with my therapist and she agrees with me that I would be it would be best to have quote the flu during his visit and not see him as I am too emotional about the situation to confront him without crying or not saying exactly what I'd like to say. My friends tell me to cut him off. My mom wants to, wants me to confront him, uh, but I told her uh, it should be me. Oh, your mom wants to confront him. My bad. And it should be you. Uh, my therapist and boyfriend say I need to come up with a decision on my own, but of course it is very difficult and complicated to know how to approach it. I guess my last resort is posting here in hopes of getting some outside perspective or even hearing from someone in, in a similar similar situation. It's obviously something that can't be easily Googled. So here we are. Not expecting much anyways. Just giving it a shot. This one is nuts because I feel this so deep. My father was never, my biological father was never really a huge part of my life. Never, never really. He never was a huge part of my life. And it took me until I think I was in my 20s to officially just call him dead to me. Uh, my uncle Brian, however, like in your situation where your aunt and your grandpa are pretty close, my uncle Brian made it a point to like be in my life. Whereas my biological father never did. With my biological father, it was basically like I only existed if I was in front of him. So this past New Year's, which is, again, a story I'll get into later, um, was very interesting on that note. Just cut him off. 
stop dealing with your biological father. I know it's really hard to say that at, at 30, I'm 33 and at 30 years old. And you've been trying to like have this like type of communication with him. But if you're the one starting 99% as, as in your post, 99% of the conversation with him, just don't, just don't just leave it alone. Sometimes people suck. I think the way I did it, which is saying this person's dead to me, they've never been in my life, was probably the best way to go about it. And you need to come to that realization yourself. I'm assuming your mother was kind of like mine, where she didn't um, like really talk down on your dad, aside from like the whole kicking her in the stomach thing and her leaving. Uh, but I think what would be best for you is to just not even pursue him anymore because the constant pursuit and the constant disappointment is what's fucking you up. That's what's making it to where it's like, you got to see a therapist. You got to, you know, do all this and that and this and that. Just stay in touch with your aunt, your grandpa that actually want to be in your life and just leave him out of it. So maybe I'll do like a TikTok video explaining what happened on New Year's Eve with me. But aside from that, just let it let it go. Let him go. He said to you, you don't have a father anymore. You have a sperm donor and the rest of the family actually cares about you and likes you and likes to reach in. But other than that, I mean, like just go on about your life. Don't worry about him. Don't even try to contact him anymore. If he reaches out, if, if he reaches out, be cordial. Me personally, I blocked my bio father on everything. So he can't see shit that has to do with me. He didn't want to be in my life in real life. He is, he's not allowed to be in it on the social media realm. That's what I'm getting here. This man didn't want to be in your life in real life. Don't let him be in it, period. Um, so, and, and you get to make that decision. And once you have that power to make that decision yourself, all of a sudden, anything he says or does, it doesn't mean shit. That is how I feel about that situation. And it probably has to do with just being in it my whole life. So... I hope everything gets better. I really do kind of hope you cut him off and move on with your life and do better off without him. You've gotten this far without him. You don't need him in your life anyway. So happy birthday. Thank you for listening. I hope somebody may have gotten something out of this episode today. And we'll see you next week. You have a good rest of your day.